Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good. Welcome to New Life. Sorry, I haven't been here in a while in this position, so I guess I did everything out of order, so I apologize. So, hey, we want to welcome all of you who are viewing us online today, as well as we want to welcome North Platte. Come on, Carney, welcome North Platte today. We are glad that you're here. Right on. And if this is your first time to New Life, we are glad that you're here, or if you haven't been at New Life in a while, we're glad that you're back. And so my name's Nate. I'm one of the pastors on staff. I get the privilege of being the young adult and life groups pastor, as well as I'm the director of our New Life Leadership College. And so if you sense God has a call in your life and you're a young person or if you're an older person, but you sense God has a call in your life, you need to come talk to me about uh, jumping into ministry, taking some Bible classes, and growing in your understanding of God, and just see where it takes you. Amen? Amen, because we're all on a journey, and so uh, this, is the, this is, I guess, my series, and I'm, I'm the guy, me, and uh, I'm going to bring out my dog in just a moment. His name is River, and uh, so he's going to be uh, coming down one of the aisles, so you just might want to keep one of your hands or feet inside of the aisles. Be strapped in. You don't know what might happen, but hey, how many, since we're talking about dogs, how many dog lovers are there? Let me hear you. Come on. Let me hear you. Where the, as well as out. Right on in North Platte, the dog people. Okay, who are, who are the cat lovers? Where are you at? No. You know, they're, they're kind of temperamental. And maybe you're here today and um, you uh, are just like, I don't like animals in the sense of I don't need a pet. And let's just leave all the animals for the zoo. If that's you today, are you here? All right, there's a few of you. They're, they're, they're really quiet. They're like, I don't, I, but they're raising, they're raising their hands. But it's cool how all of us in such our diversity can just come in one place and meet together. Amen? Amen. And so uh, I, I just want to talk a little bit about my journey with my dog. My dog really saved my ministry. And so two years ago, I'm just going to catch you up to speed and be very vulnerable with you. Two years ago, I was ready to leave the ministry. I was in this place where I was just discontent. Things weren't going the way that I thought they were going were to go. And I just, my relationship with God was more on a, a duty instead of a devotion. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We, we get into this rut where we're just like, oh, man, I know what I need to do, and I know God loves me, but, man, this is just difficult, and it's work. And I was in that season of life going, man, I, I, all of my relationships that I've had and that I did have were people right here at New Life. And, and those are great, and we want to thank God for those, for those relationships that we have but I was longing for something more. I knew God had built inside of me uh, an opportunity and, and ways and skills to, to meet people that didn't think the same way that I thought or do the same things that I do. And I, I kept longing for, man, maybe I just need to leave the ministry and just go meet some people. Go get a secular job in the marketplace, which many of you do. And I thank God for that because we need people in the marketplace. But it was in that season I was wrestling going, God, what is it that I'm supposed to do? And I was wrestling, and I was wrestling, and I saw so what I did is I began to look outside at sources, and I, and I found a company who was hiring here in Kearney, and I began to go, okay, I'm going to apply to this thing. And I was talking to my wife, and she's like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to just try it, and if the door's open, we'll see what happens. And so I go through the application process. I go in for the interview, and we, we, we talk, and we sit down, and, and we meet, and they're like, Nate, we think you're the right guy for the job. What do you think uh, we need to, in a, in a week... In one week, we need to know if, if you're going to take the position because we need to get you plane tickets so that we can send you away for some training. And in that week's time, something happened. In that two-year time, two years ago, I went on a missions trip, to, and I was in Africa, and I was with a missionary from Nebraska by the name of Jim Bai. 
Jim Bai was back in Lincoln. That's where, he, that's where he lived. He was back in Lincoln, hanging out with his family and raising some funds for his ministry. He had a massive heart attack, and he passed away. And because he's affiliated with our church and in the Assemblies of God, I, I knew him, and our pastors knew him, and I was like, we're going to go to that funeral. And so I, I go to that funeral, and I listen, and I, I sit there, and I listen to this funeral, and I listen to these people just talk about his heart and talk about his his love to, for unreached people groups. And he would go, that he would go to the ends of the earth and to areas of the world and he would serve these people to share the gospel. And I sat there and there was this wrestling going on inside of me going, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? Because right after this funeral, literally, right after this funeral, I got to make a phone call and call this company to let them know I'm either going to take the position or I'm not going to. And as I sat in that funeral, I bawled like a baby. And God just began to break my heart and break my heart. And I, and I couldn't get away from it. And I knew what God had called me to, and I knew what he had put in my heart. And there was just this still small, Nate, you know what you need to do. And I was like, okay, God, I, I can do that. I don't know, it's, it's going to be difficult, but I can do it. And so I walk out of the funeral, and I made the phone call, and I said, hey, thanks so much for the opportunity, but I have to willfully decline and so two years ago, if I wouldn't have said no, I wouldn't have been able to, to receive all the joy and the fulfillment and the purpose that I'm walking in right now. I wouldn't have received all the yeses that I've gotten. And so today, we're going to talk about no for a moment. The first thing that you want to teach a dog or any type of animal, you don't need to teach little two-year-old kids this because they already know that, right? But if you have an animal, the first thing you want to teach your dog is is no, right? But the thing about no is it has a tone, right? So I remember when, uh, when we had River and he was just a little guy and we were, uh, <laughs> there he is, he's a cutie, man. We had had our life group over and we had a bunch of marrieds and young adults over at our house and, and so we were hanging out and uh, we'd gotten done with the life group and we're talking, we're sitting around in our living room and, and uh, I let River out of the kennel and I take him out, and I'm, we're potty training, and I go, I think he needs to go to the bathroom. And so I go to let him outside, but it's raining, and it's lightning, and thundering out, and he doesn't want to go. And so he backs right back up, and like he's coming inside, and I go, well, maybe he doesn't need to go. But sure enough, two seconds later, he comes over right to the middle of the, the carpet, in, fr- in the middle of the circle in front of everybody, and goes number two. And I remember picking him up. I remember picking him up going, no! And trying to get him outside as it's dropping all over the place. Tone has a no. When a puppy, they have those little puppy, you know, teeth that are sharp, and they're gnawing on your fingers, and they bite you, and you're like, no, we don't bite. No has a tone. Or that moment as the dog matures but doesn't mature, you know what I'm saying? And he's chewing, and he chews up your brand new pair of shoes, and it's like, no, what are you doing? No has a tone. And so today, I want you to think about what's the tone of no that you hear God saying today? What's the, what's the tone of no? Because there's, when, when in the tone of no, it might be, no, you're making a mess. Okay. Or no, and there's a love that you feel inside of your heart that God's going, man, I, I can trust that. I trust God's no. Or there's no, and you just sense God is frustrated and upset with you. The chances are the way that you hear the tone of no is the way that you're going to respond to God. 
So what's the no today? Maybe you're here today and you're just like, Nate, I hear, I hear this tone of, no! But you know what? I only trust God in the sense where he's got his, his best for me. And so I'm just going to kind of, my response is, okay, God, thanks. I know I'm maybe not doing it the way you'd want me to do it, but I'm going to do it my way. Or maybe there's this no, and you sense God loves you, and, and you trust him, and, and you're like, okay, God, I'll respond out of obedience to you. Or maybe there's this, this no of anger that you sense God is frustrated at you, and he's just full of wrath, and you can't do anything right, and then it causes you to go, you know what, God, I'm never going to be good enough. And then you just want to back away, and you want to walk away from God. Maybe you're here today, and you're like, Nate, I don't even know if I hear a tone of no. And if that's you today, I just want to say you're in the right place today to hear from God. If you're like, I don't know what that sounds like, that's okay. You're in the right place to hear from God. Because here's a great picture of when we say yes to ourselves all the time, this is what it looks like. If we say yes to ourselves all the time, it's like us, it's like the dog pulling the owner down the street. And we can do that if we're not careful, right, church? Okay, God, come with me. I got a plan and a purpose. Come with me. And we just pull God on along down the road. But there's a command that we teach my dog, and you should teach your dog if you haven't already, but it's the command heal. River, heal. Who let the dogs out? Right on, sit, sit. This is, this is River, and, uh, and, and, and so he's a, he's a two-year-old yellow lab, and uh, he's an awesome dog. And uh, I thank God for him every day because he's, he's helped me become the man that I am. But we're, we're, he's taught to heal. Come here, heal. Right here, good. Can you sit? Good dog, good. And so because there's a lot of distractions, this is what he lives for. Oh, yeah. Can you fetch? Hold, good. Good, hold, give. Okay, heal, heal. So we, we work on heal. And come here. Okay, good. Can you sit? Good, good. Can you place? Good dog, good. Whoa, there you go. Sit, there you go. We didn't know we were going surfing today, but here, come on. There you go. Sit. Good. Sit. Everybody said, Nate, we didn't come to see you. We came to see the dog, so. <laughs> but this healing picture is a, is a great picture that God would love for our relationship to look like. Amen, church? It's when we, we're walking in step. I know. Hold on. That we'd walk in step. That we would... We would value the relationship that when I go, we go. When God goes, I go. When God stops, I stop. When I stop, River's supposed to sit and stop as well. And so there's a verse that, I, I, that is just perfect. It's found in Proverbs 16, 20. It says, whoever gives heed or heal to instruction prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. There's a blessing when we, when we slow down and go, okay, God, what is it you're saying? And when we are obedient to God's voice, amen, church? And so when we're obedient to God's no, it sets the foundation for go, amen? When, we, when, when we're obedient to God's no, it sets the foundation. This dog is meant to go. Even though, even though he's got good obedience skills, He's, he's meant to go. He has high drive desire, and he wants to just take off and go fetch and pick up uh, birds or the bumper that we have, whatever it is. He just wants to go. And, and so uh, I'm going to show you. I can't. I'm going to show you a couple tricks. Okay, are you ready for some tricks? Okay, ready. River. Play dead. Okay, I'm, I apologize. This is not going as well as I thought it would. 
Um, can, you, can you shake? He doesn't know those tricks. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> he probably could. I could teach those to him. But he's a working dog. He's, he's my hunting buddy. He's my hunting dog. And so he's, he's, he's trained to go out and pick up birds. And so I'm going to show you a quick scenario. So basically, here, just quickly, two weeks ago, we passed our final test for our hunting retriever championship title. And so, yeah. And so uh, his job is to be obedient, to sit when I say sit and go when I need to, when I say go, because his job is, is he also has to honor other dogs and other hunters. So there might be moments where birds are coming out and shots are being fired, and he has to sit there and wait patiently until he's, went, he's, he's told to sit, go. And so here's a quick, quick picture of what we do in a hunting scenario. So here's the line, okay? We're sitting here on a bucket, and uh, I've, I've got a gun, a shotgun it's with blanks in it. And so his job is, is bird one is going to come out here, and, he, and I'm going to say, I'm going to cue him with the word, Mark. So when he hears Mark, he looks out and he watches for the bird to come out of, you know, be released and it will go down. It'll go down in the ground and his job is to mark it to the ground. So he's got to mark one and then we're going to go to two. So this is 60 yards. This is 80 yards. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move over and he's going to shift with me and he's going to find where I stop and he's going to look and another bird's going to come out. He's got to mark that. Then we're going to swing back and come back over to bird three at 90 yards and he's going to have to mark that. This is going to be his go bird, the third bird, and so I send him on his name. So River, here. Here we go, River. Can you sit? Good, sit. And so sit, sit. He's learned to be released on his name. Ricky, Roger, Rex, Ritter. (laughs) He thought about it. I said Ritter, Ritter, River. Good dog. All right. Good. Here. Good dog. Good. Sit. And so he's, he's, he's trained to, to wait because as we're, as we're honoring another hunter, there could be another hunter that's his dog's going crazy. And, and what, you know, what an untrained dog wants to do is when that first bird comes out of the flyer and there's a shot, the dog wants to normally just take off, but the dog has to be remain seated and just stay still and be, remain calm. And, and that's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful picture of what God is looking for in us and our obedience as well. And so, River, what I love about him, what makes him such a fun dog is his eye contact. You can see he's always watching me. He's always looking at me. My wife often says, River's not obeying. Mom can't tell River what to do. <laughs> it doesn't always go very well. River, or mom has to be, my wife Drew has to be way more forceful with River to get him to do anything. But when I say something, buddy, we're going. It's, it's happening. But we have this bond. We have this relationship. But what I love about River is, is as well is he has this, this extreme high drive. He goes very hard and he runs very straight. And on that diagram, you need a dog that's going to run through the cover because there's, you know, there's dried up ponds, there's different things. But then you also see these orange marks out there. And I'm going to explain those in a moment. But you need a dog that's just going to run straight and run hard. And so River's purpose is to retrieve. That's why he was built. That's what he is, his desire is. And my purpose and your purpose is the same. It's to run hard after God. Amen? And so whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I want to encourage you. Whatever it is that you like to do, whatever it might be a hobby... Do it for God's glory, amen? Do it for him. 
If it's, if it's, you know, if it's sewing or knitting or racing cars or whatever it is, do it all for the glory of God. If it's raising children, do it all for the glory of God. But here's a great picture of this verse that kind of reveal, has revealed to me where River and I are at in our training as well as where I'm at in my relationship. It's found in Philippians 3.12. It says this, I'm not saying that I have this all together. We don't have it all figured out. We're still learning things each and every day and as well as spiritually that I've made it. But, I, but I'm well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of, all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and I'm running hard. I'm not turning back. It's a great picture of what we look like when I, I have friends who are professional dog trainers and I'll call them and go, we're having an issue with this circumstance Like he wants to, when I give him a a cast to go back, he's going too far. Or if he's just angling and he's going straight back and he's not taking the cast, and I'll explain that in a minute. And and my my buddy will go, here, you need to do this. And in my relationship with God, I have brothers and sisters in Christ that I can go to and say, man, this is where I'm at. I'm struggling or I'm hurting. Can you pray for me? And they'll rally around me and go, yeah, Nate. Or man, I've been doing this in my life. If you'll do this, I believe God can help you in this area. It's a great picture of what my relationship and what God's relationship is for us. For River, the dog, his goal is to see that bird fall and to run out there and get it. For you and for me, it's to fix our eyes on Jesus and run hard after him. Let Jesus be the picture, and we want to imitate him. We want to do as he did and is doing. God has called us all to go and to pursue him, and then go into the world and be the light for Christ. And so my question is for you, what does that look like for you? What is it that God's calling you to go into the world and to be uh, an imitator of Jesus to the world? For me, two years ago, like I said in my story, I was looking for something that I could connect with people, that I could connect with people and hang out with them. And I, two years ago, I joined the club. It's called the Great Plains Retriever Club. And over the last two years, I've, I've been able to connect, and I have some of my closest friends are now in the club, and we hang out often, and we have It's been cool over the last two years. I've had some of the greatest spiritual conversations standing in the middle of a hayfield or next to the river or leaning on the hood of my truck. God has people for you that God's desiring for you to connect with and share the love of Christ with. It shouldn't just happen at a church. It should be happening in the world each and every day, even at work, at the grocery store. And tomorrow... Nine of us from New Life, young adults, are headed to Estonia on a missions trip. God's called us to go, amen? When we hear God's no, sets the foundation for go. So what is God calling you to? If I had said no, if I hadn't said no two years ago, I never would have been able to, to receive all the yeses that God has given me and the opportunity to go. So, and it's my heart's desire that God will continue to use this dog and dog training for, for his glory, and it's my prayer for you as well. It's my prayer for you as well that God would use you in, in a miraculous way. And, and again, 1 Corinthians 10 30, 31 says this, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So River and I, we have this bond. We, we have this connection. It's like he almost knows what I'm thinking. Like he can look at me and go, I know what you're thinking. And I can just give him a hand signal and he'll go do what I'm asking him to do. Right? Can you come here? Heal. Good. Here. Sit. Right here. Good. Good. Can you speak? No, we don't speak either. Okay, good. Jump up here. 
Here, heal. Or sorry, place. (laughs) See, I get confused too, man. But God does not get confused, okay? So (laughs) praise God. He does not do that. So this bond that we have, it just doesn't happen overnight. We hang out every day. We spend 10 to 15 minutes every day working on obedience. And then we'll spend between 20 and 45 minutes on some other training technique that I'm trying to to teach him. We hang out all the time. My wife, she knows. Okay, it's training with the dogs. Because I have another one. His name's Rush. Sorry, we couldn't bring him. He's only 10 months. He'd have been all over licking your face and it would have been bad. But we spend a lot of time together. And, and, and River, his desire is to please me. And he doesn't always do it perfect. And I don't always do it perfect like I showed you today. But he's learned my voice and he's learned to trust me. And so with that, we are able to flow. So when you, know, when you learn no, it's just the foundation for go so that you and God can flow. God wants you to flow. And so the way that we flow in, in dog training is, is I showed you the picture of that diagram and it had two uh, orange lines. One of the things that, one of the obstacles in dog training, 120 yards and 70 yards, it's called a blind. So what that means is the dog, there's a bird that's been placed out there, but the dog doesn't know that it's there and he doesn't know how to get there. But what I do, river here, heel, sit, sit. So I'm going to put this there. He can see this. Usually we, in training, we use an orange bumper. Dogs can't see orange. It's just like a shade of gray. And so they lose it. They, they can't see orange, but obviously we can see orange. But I'm going to use a white bumper today um, just so we can make it evident and, you know, make it clear for him today. But when we're up to a line and we're getting ready to run a blind, the cue, so the first time, the first cue for, for, a, for picking up a bird that he saw launched was Mark. To run a blind, what we say is dead bird. And then he, he's not released on his name because that was... The other one, he's released on back. Good. Oh, come here. Jump up here. All right. Place. Good. There you go. Hold. Good. But the other thing that we have to teach is hand signals. This dog is trained when I blow a whistle to stop and sit. Can you sit? Sit. Good dog. He's trained to stop. So when I blow the whistle, he stops. He turns around. He looks at me. This dog has to... He has to di- differentiate between this command, which means I'll give him a back, which pushes him back, or he has to differentiate between 12 and 2 o'clock. So when I go this, that's 1 o'clock, and he has to, at 100 yards, he has to know that's the angle that I want him to take and to run back that way. I can't obviously show you that here in church today, but here, watch this quick video of a demonstration of me training from last week. Okay, so real quick, where we're going. The dog doesn't know where he's going. He's been lined up. We're going to this shadow right here. So you'll see what we do to get him there. Here we go. So I make a cast, he takes the angle, pretty good, keeps running, gets a little offline, give him a hand signal, boom, right to the area, he's trying to find the bumper, it's in the shadow, 
in the shade. There you go. He picks up the bird. He comes back. For a dog to run a blind. Good job. Good job. But he's well-trained. Not, not, he makes me look way better than I am. Let me just let me say that. But he's a good dog. And he's willing to take the commands of beep, blow the whistle, turn and sit. The hard thing about him is, is he runs so hard and so fast that it takes him a little bit of time to get shut down. So before I, when I think he's going to get offline, I'm already thinking about when I need to blow the whistle. But in, in, this, in these photos or in this video, what you can see is, is there, there are distractions out there. So a few, a few months ago, we ran a hunt test, and there were cow pies out all over this field. So we're going to run a blind. Dead bird, back. He takes off. There's a, pot, there's a cow pie that looks like a duck. He wanted to go that way. No, beep, stop. Over, you know, and give him the hand signal. And, and there's distractions. There are another distraction. Maybe you young people, you, you, this one might hit home. But if there's a pretty girl dog that's out, been out in the field before him, <laughs> dude, I don't want to get the duck. Where's the girl? <laughs> Just as in life, we can have, there's distractions, right? Things that want to get you off course or get you off, you know, off the focus of the goal that God has for us. Just like in dog training, there are distractions for the dog, and we have to work through that. There's, there's been distractions where they make the dog run right past a holding blind, so it's a camouflage blind that's got a pile of dead ducks in the bucket. So when the dog runs by, the dog wants to go, and take a, take a right. And you have to stop, no, give him the cast. Give him the cast. God wants the same thing for us. God wants us to be able to work in tandem. When he speaks, we go, okay, God, yes, I'm willing to do it. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to be who you want me to be for your glory, for your purposes. There's a great verse found in Proverbs, verse 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord completely and don't depend on your own knowledge. With every step you take, think about what he wants and he will help you go the right way. I love this particular version. Think about what he wants. Church, we, if we want to do what God's called us to do and be the men and women that God's called us to be, we have to begin to think, God, what is it that you want? God, what is it that you desire of me? That's why I think we can be, we're a good team here, River and I. I think he goes, man, what is he thinking? What, what, is he, what does he want me to do? He'll look at me and go, we can't, he doesn't speak. I mean, I know he's not like air butt or anything, but. He's going, he's just so intent on, Nate, what do you want me to do? Are we the same way with God? I have a training exercise that, I, that goes along with, with dog training. It's things, it's, it's running a blind. So I want to give you this training exercise to practice this week. Are you ready for this? What I've been doing, what God asked me to do is he said, Nate, do you know what I have planned for you each and every day? And I said, No. Just like you don't know what God has planned for you each and every day. You, you have a schedule, yes. You know what your, what your routine of the day is going to look like, probably. But you don't know specifically what God has for you to do. And so what I've been doing is, is I've been waking up. As I'm getting ready, I begin to ask God, God, what is the, what is the cue today? What is, what's the cue word that you have for me? The cue word could be serving. It could be serve. It could be encourage. It could be, you know, give. It could be send a text. And so I've been just anticipating and going, God, and listening. God, what is it that you have for me today? What's the key word? And when he says serve, 
when I leave my house, I'm running, it's like I'm running a blind. And I go, okay, God, today I'm supposed to serve somebody, but I don't know who it is. Will you direct me and will you lead me and guide me so that I can be your hands and feet for your glory today? And, and through that process, it's been amazing to, to go, to listen for that whistle, beep, over. I'm sitting in a coffee shop, and I see somebody in the queue. It's just to encourage, okay, God, who is it? Maybe it's not at the coffee shop. But every, let me just tell you, every conversation that I've had with somebody has been, man, thanks so much for coming. Or thanks so much for sharing. It's encouraged me, but this is the other thing they, they said. I said, yeah, today, God's word for me, because I, I don't tell people I'm always a pastor. I said, I'll just tell them, yeah, I like to train dogs. And they're like, and so I'm, I'm like, I'm just practicing exercise that I teach my dogs. And they'll be like, so do you think God actually is, cares about me? And I'm like, well, he sent me here for you today. What do you think? Yeah, I think he does. So I want to challenge you this week and in the weeks to come to wake up every morning and go, God, what is the cue word that you have for me? What is it you're wanting me to do? Is it, is it serve? Maybe it's love. Maybe it's to love your spouse. Maybe it's to love the, you know, the unruly coworker that you're like, <laughs> whatever it is, just be obedient. Just be obedient. And maybe you're here today and you're like, Nate, you know what? I didn't really have a good trainer growing up. I didn't have anybody who kind of helped me navigate and point me towards God. That's okay. By the grace of God, you're here today for such a time as this. You're here because God wants you to be here. And, and maybe you're like, you know what? I don't know what this all is supposed to look like. That's okay. It's okay. It, uh, it's a heart of surrender that says, God, here I am. Use me. Maybe you have a past. We all have a past. Ephesians 2.10 says this, though. You need to get this in your heart. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. Today, you need to believe it. You need to understand it. You need to get it inside your heart that you are God's masterpiece no matter what your past looks like, what you've done. Today, call, God has, is calling you. He's designed you for good works. So today, if we'll learn to say no and if we'll learn to go and if we learn to flow with him, we'll be the hands and feet that God's called us to be. Amen? We will fulfill the purpose that he has on our life. Amen? Amen, church. Would you stand with me today as I pray? God, today we love you and we thank you for who you are. You're a good, good father who loves us, desires to walk with us and lead and guide us. And so God, today, may we learn the, your voice today. God, may we learn to walk in your ways. God, today, may we learn to say no to ourselves. So that, we can so that you can reveal the yeses for us. God, today we love you and we thank you. Help us to flow with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship him, church.